0: Welcome to Sportsbeat KC, the Kansas City Star Sports Podcast, presented by First Federal Bank. It's Monday, May 9th, and I'm Blair Kirkhoff. Chiefs rookies had their own minicamp over the weekend, and we got to know some of the team's draft picks and other first-year players a little bit better. You'll hear from three of them today, cornerback Jalen Watson, running back Isaiah Pacheco, and wide receiver Sky Moore. But first, you're going to hear a familiar voice. Jesse Newell has spent the previous 14 years covering athletics at the University of Kansas. In the last couple weeks, he's shifted beats and now covers the Chiefs. So we'll catch up with Jesse, and then you'll hear from the Chiefs' rookies. I'm here with Jesse Newell, and we're going to talk KU basketball. Oh, wait a second. <laughs> we are not going to talk KU basketball or KU football or anything to do with the Jayhawks with Jesse Newell. For the first time, I believe, Jesse, that we have we're having a conversation not about Kansas, it is about the Chiefs, because you are a Chiefs beat writer as of uh, about a week or so ago, and that's fantastic. Let's let's start by looking in the rearview mirror. You run the Kansas beat for how many years? 14 years, Blair, Uh,
1: and that's just professionally, because obviously I went to college at KU, so I covered them some in college then, and Um, When Bill Self was first hired there, I was at that press conference as a student reporter. But just professionally, the last 14 years, I got there right after the 08 title run and the 08-09 uh, Orange Bowl, I guess 07-08 Orange Bowl, so uh, had not seen them win a title until this past season, but yes, 14 years covering KU, and uh, yeah, it's, it's crazy to think about now and to even say that number because it seems like it's been a lot shorter than that.
0: You had to think it was always going to be that way, right? Uh, national Championship, <laughs> you know, uh, BCS Bowl, or whatever they called it then. Uh, no, I grew up around here, Blair. I knew it was not always going to be like
1: that. That's <laughs> the exception.
0: <laughs> What interested you in, in switching, though? What um, you you know, coming off a national championship, Kansas always going to be good in hoops. Always is good in hoops. Um, you, you're covering a, you were covering a guaranteed winner as much as any beat at the Star, a guaranteed winner. And now you're uh, you have switched over to the Chiefs, which has been a winning organization uh, ever since Andy Reid has been here. But uh, what was your uh, what was your motivating factor to switch?
1: Yeah, I, I think it's something new. It's something different. Um, but I, again, for 14 years, you cover a beat, you get to kind of know it really well, and you get to understand the rhythms, and I, I thought it was time to, to shake things up a little bit. And so uh, what what fascinates me, and I think people that have read my writing with KU kind of know this, is I I sort of really take an interest in the intricacies of the game and uh, try to really drill down into whether it's plays or analytics or um, just kind of trying to give a different look at something. And and you just mentioned it, Blair. I mean, the Chiefs are fascinating, you know, with Patrick Mahomes, Andy Reid, Brett Veach, obviously the job that all those guys have done to take this organization to where it's been. But Um, you know I've covered football at Kansas and that's been part of the beat but obviously the interest is not there as much uh, in Lawrence for football and there's five people on the basketball court so there's so many motions you can do but there's 11 in football and so it's kind of been reinvigorating for me to be honest with you like the last couple weeks I had a week off and you know uh, kind of a staycation sort of thing and you uh, was able to just sort of dive into YouTube and and go to the QB school and uh, you know learn some of these concepts I didn't understand in football and and learn some of the route combinations and things like that so i just think at this point it was it was something new and it interested me and and this is sort of what i've been about is is learning new things and, and kind of pushing myself in that way and i'm i'm interested and fascinated and excited to get started because i think all those things uh are now new to me and hopefully that will translate into the writing to be new to other people as well and trying to plot some of those details um that maybe you didn't see on first glance
0: and it's not like The Chiefs are new to you. (laughs) Uh, You've lived here your whole life and follow the Chiefs and you covered the playoff games uh, at Arrowhead. I wasn't out there and so you got um, uh, the seat up at at Arrowhead Stadium in the press box and saw some some fascinating football for uh, especially the last two playoff games uh, in um, the, the best of times, the worst of times for the Chiefs. So, Uh, Had a little taste of it uh, Coming into this
1: Yeah, absolutely And and that was great And obviously working Alongside the the folks Here at the Star um, You know Yourself now But you know Vahe and Sam McDowell Are great And and Herbie on the beat Uh, Obviously can't say enough About those guys But uh, I think that's sort of was great to do And experience And to see that But you know I, I wrote about The the do It Kel story Which was great I mean that's I think that's sort of um, If you were going to Look at something That what I was uh, Loved to do On the KU beat And part of Kind of how that Could translate over To the Chiefs beat Was I love that Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey gave details about that play and what happened. And basically, they freelance backyard footballed the biggest play of the season against the Bills, and it worked. Uh, So to get to those details, to go back to the video, and I remember I was kind of in a a printer room going back and listening back to the broadcast because I'd recorded it and I went back and, and heard the sound I was like did he say do it Kelsey did he say it like you can hear it you can hear it on the CBS broadcast that he was saying that and so you know to bring, bring that up bring all those pieces together bring what Mahomes said and, and, and Kelsey said all into that and kind of put back together with that play had and give people a, a perspective of what happened with that, that they couldn't have gotten, you know, right there in the moment. Uh, again, I, I think that's really what's fascinating to me and trying to kind of dig into that and give, uh, I, I know you're, you are you do understand this reference, Blair, but I always talk about the Paul Harvey. When I grew up, it was the, the radio, uh, the Paul Harvey rest of the story. You'd get this whole story and then the last minute, boom, he'd give you a kicker and it would be Paul Harvey's rest of the story. And, and you'd get kind of the, the rest of what you had, thought you knew about uh, what had happened with something and and that's what I like to give you I I like to try to figure out what was the rest of the story that maybe you didn't get from watching the game on CBS and I think that ended up being a a pretty good example of that because that play especially if they had won the Super Bowl I know they didn't but it would have gone down in legend because uh, those two guys and what they said and what you could hear clearly on the broadcast if you knew what you were listening for.
0: What I always liked in the Paul Harvey and now you know the rest of the story Mm -hmm. is the pause and now you know the rest of the story see there we go this is this is great exactly i'm so happy that uh that that,
1: because i i do say this sometimes to younger people and you know it's right over uh i I can say younger people now because i've been around the industry a while but i would listen to the radio in the morning it'd be the Paul of story so we just repeated exactly what it was but yeah right on the radio every morning and it was and now
0: you know the rest of the story. And I like that you, you brought up that particular story with the Do Kelsey. Uh, it was a terrific story, a great find and discovery. I suspect at some point it would have come out that you know at that point, but but you heard it and asked about it and wrote a terrific story. And we're actually sitting here having this conversation in a room at the Chief's practice facility that's next to a table that includes <laughs> about, I don't know, 30, 40 Kelsey, uh, Travis Kelsey jerseys, I, I think, waiting to be signed. So... That's pretty cool, all right, so you're on the beat you're covering the chiefs um, let's put you in the uh the awkward position of asking you what you think <laughs> will happen to this team this year, totally unfair and uh but but that's how it goes jesse that's uh you're, uh, we still want a, an opinion from you on how you think things might shake out. First of all, let's let's do this. How do you think they did in the draft? And then how does that translate into potential success for this team?
1: Yeah, so, I mean, I think it's been pretty much across the board how people think that they did in the draft, which was really well. And um, this is sort of where I kind of go back to. Uh, doing enough fantasy baseball auction drafts where you realize the best ones that do it aren't the ones that go in with the mindset of, I have to have this player, or I have to have this person. You sort of see how things fall to you, and then you react appropriately. And I think that's what the Chiefs did in this particular draft, which was they didn't panic when they had the run of receivers. They didn't panic when, oh, their guy, you know, Jameson, Williams, whoever, wasn't on the board for them. They kind of let things fall. And and then, I mean, you heard Brett Beach say it uh, after the draft where he said, Hey, if you'd woke me up this morning and asked me where I thought, what direction I thought that the chief would go in today, this is not the direction I would have thought. But that's that's what you want you want to be flexible on your feet and take advantage of the scenarios and not go in with just that laser focus on you have to do something that's where you get yourself in trouble and that's where you can lose some value uh, so I mean I would grade a very high obviously they needed uh, some of these guys they need McDuffie to step in right away as a, a starter whether it's you know on the outside or in the slot they need Karloff just to come in and play a lot of downs for them um, so they needed sort of particular help but able to find that their portion of the draft I would say the only you know the only thing that you look at and and you say down the line, will this be looked at even Further is you know training up to get, get McDuffie and paying a lot to do so in draft picks because um, you know sometimes you, we've seen the chiefs do this. They've found great value in the third and fourth rounds before. And so um, you know McDuffie isn't just McDuffie, it's McDuffie plus a couple picks that could turn into be something. And sometimes with the Chiefs, that's even more value because they tend to, to draft well in that section too. So I would say that's the only question mark with it. but I think in terms of waiting for what was around and taking those positions when they got to them, Uh, I think you have to grade their draft really high, and I think that for a good reason that a lot of people out there, a lot of the analysts who have been around the uh, NFL beat more than a week, uh, were saying the same thing, that this was a pretty good draft for the Chiefs.
0: Well, I like that analytical approach to to the situation, Jesse. All right, appreciate it, and we will talk many more times as uh, the Chiefs' season unfolds. Thanks, Blair. Your subscription helps support the sports coverage of KansasCity.com and the Kansas City Star, and that support has never been more important. Please visit KansasCity.com slash offer to get this special offer. And as always, thanks for listening. Let's also get to know some of the Chiefs rookies. First up, cornerback Jalen Watson. He was the seventh-round pick, number 243 overall from Washington State. The Chiefs love his size at six foot three, and you're going to enjoy his story about working for his mother after sitting out a year in college. Here is Jalen Watson.
3: What was day one like getting out there and being a professional for the first time? Well, it was exciting. Um, I was looking forward to it for a long time since the day I got drafted, so it was fun. You no, know, trying to get my legs back under me everyone is pretty sore after the first day but it was a great experience okay not a football
0: related question but it's obviously mother's day so do you have any inspirational women in your life and
1: how have they
3: inspired you Yep, my mother and my grandmother my mother's always been you know so supportive of me i went through a lot of um ups and downs in my life and whether i wanted to be an actor or a rapper whatever she was always there to support me so it's like my superwoman
0: also worked together at one point. Yeah. Tell us that story
3: and how it, how it came to be. Yeah, so I had to took a year off because of school. Um, I ended up going back home for a year. And I um, just couldn't sit in the house, watch my mom work, so I tried to look for a job. Ended up couldn't find one. She's the manager at a, um, Wendy's, so I ended up working with her. And I love her to death, but it was terrible. But... <laughs> <laughs> It's so bad. Like you get no breaks away from your mom. You go to work. You with your mom. You go home. You with your mom. You can't even talk about work. Or it it's just bad. But I still love her.
0: What do you think that? Oh, I'm sorry, Just this was in between you know, stops for you along your college path, and I'm wondering how that experience helped shape you and motivate you to continue you know, your, your football path.
3: Yeah, just seeing, like, first-handedly seeing all the sacrifices she put in to get me and my sister everything we wanted um, kind of made me push harder and strive to be something in my life.
0: Jim, did you get to know uh, Trent McDuffie at all along the way? I know you guys played against each other in the Apple Cup. And, and we just won just getting ready for the draft. You guys <laughs> kind of, kind of uh, cross paths
3: at all. Um, I met Trent at the Combine, and I told him – um how did it feel for us beating them that bad? Because <laughs> I never lost to you That was my first time playing them. and um, But, yeah, me and Trent, we're close. We both got that Washington connection. And um, look forward to me in the morning getting to know more about them.
2: A lot of anxious moments, obviously, during the three-day weekend of the draft. As the seventh round started, what was that moment like for you when you finally got the
0: call and you saw your name or you heard your name come across that TV?
3: It was so nerve-wracking. Um, me, personally, I wasn't I wasn't expecting to go that late, so I was kind of down, and um, everyone was telling me, like, stay off your phones, because I'm looking at every draft pick on day three, because I knew I was going to be a day three guy. Then um, everyone just kept aggravating me, and they were irritating, and they didn't understand what was going through my head, so I separated myself from the family. Me and one of my close friends, we went out to my car, It was just listening to music. And I already seen Kansas City um, got two corners. And I really wanted to go to Kansas City. I was like, man. Then they called. I I seen the Kansas City area code. Me and my friend looked at each other. And (laughs) our eyes got super big. And they said, this is the Chiefs. And I was just so excited. I started running full speed down the street. Everyone in the house seen me. They was like, what's wrong? Who is it? Who is it? I was like, it's the Chiefs.
0: You said, yeah. oh, you said you want to go to Kansas City. Uh, yeah. Why Kansas City and especially, oh, yeah, they've gone defensive back and a lot of other
3: picks? I feel like this is a great position for me. Um, a lot of press, um, which is usually for longer corners. Um, I love winning, and what better place is a winning, winner place than Kansas City? In the past five years, it's no one. So perfect situation. I l- hate losing, and we're not going to lose much here, I don't believe. When you think back to when you
2: were, you know, you thought you were done playing football yeah. and eligible because of grades to this moment now, like, what's that feeling like? Is it making you that much more special?
3: Yeah, it's super special. I'm just happy I can make my mom proud, give God all the thanks.
0: You came here on visit before the draft, right? Yeah. How did that go?
3: It went great. Um, Talked to Coach Spaggs, Talked to Coach Merritt. Um, I just wanted to see, like, how much I knew, um, IQ-wise and how much I knew about football. And it was great. And once I left, I knew this is where I wanted to be. With,
2: um, with, the, with the draft day situation, were you back in Georgia? I was. Yeah. Yeah. And who in all your family was there?
3: Um, so I don't have a big family. Most of my family lives in Florida. So it's me, my mom, a couple of my close friends, and their parents. What gave
0: you the is it or you,
3: you know you said you wanted to really be a, a chief what, what gave you pre-indication, pre pre-draft weekend that uh, the chief to be honest um figuring out where you're going to get drafted is like getting the march madness bracket right <laughs> you'll never know <laughs> all the mock drafts you see they might get the top three picks right or five but after that especially going to the second and third day you'll never know so i was just Praying, you know, because like I said, I love winning. I was just praying the Chiefs got me, and it ended up happening. Jay, we mentioned a lot of press. That you like. What other things do you like about this Chiefs defense so far from what you see in the Just press. I love pressing. <laughs> <laughs> love getting my hands on people. I live off on um, physicality. I like to get my opponent's head, and that's what I live for. So that's what we're gonna do.
2: Jalen, you're a Georgia guy, and um, the numbers came out that Georgia was, you know, one of the top uh, drafted states, you know, of all guys coming. So what does that say about,
3: you know, the state of Georgia and the talent coming out of there? It's super talented. Where I come from is outside of Atlanta, so it's not, you know, heavily recruited because why would you go to Augusta and recruit when it's 10 million athletes in Atlanta? But just, like, seeing the talent-wise, and I know so many talented people that, Never even got the opportunity to go to college. Then I went to junior college in California. Then the talent level dropped. Then seeing the walk-ons at Washington State, I'm like, how did they even get into the school? So I think I really do think Georgia is the best state for a recruit.
0: That was Jalen Watson. Next up is running back Isaiah Pacheco. He was a seventh round selection from Rutgers, number two fifty one overall. Let's hear from Pacheco, who is full of confidence. I, uh, one thing I just have to start with is Lil' Poppy. The nickname.
4: <laughs> where's it, where's it coming from? Um, just, uh, back in the day, they used to call me Pop, but then my uncle, uh, rest in peace, my uncle, uh, he used to call me Pop Lottie. Then it went to Lil' Poppy instead of Pop Lottie. So it's Lil' Poppy. Then A-5-6, uh, the area code in New Jersey, so I use A-5-6 a lot. Why number 10? You know, Obviously there's a
0: do you feel any pressure
4: knowing who previously wore that number? Definitely uh, know who wore it, and um, I don't feel any pressure. Uh, I wore this number before my freshman year in college, um, and did a great job with it. Um, it's more not the numbers, the player. so, you know, I'm the guy that's wearing it and just got to go out there and execute wherever they need me at. What
0: do you your impression so far of the offense now that you've got your hands on the playbook? Excuse me? What, what are your <clears throat> impressions of the offense now that you've got your hands on the playbook?
4: You know, just take it day by day and uh, just keep going over with Coach Lewis and, you know, look at the guys that have been here before. When they come back, you know, just take advice from them and, you know, kind of just get a routine going. With it being Mother's
1: Day off the topic of football, do you have any inspirational
0: women in your life that
4: you look up to? Uh, Yes, my mother. uh, Also, uh, her name is Felicia Cannon. Uh, She lost two kids due to murder, so I look up to my mother a lot. She's uh, very strong, and for me to be on the stage to represent her and my family – it's a blessing did you get to
0: share your draft night with family and tell us yes.
4: about yes uh draft night uh i went for two days uh, i was thinking more so like late third is round but you know it didn't work out in you know, the kind of way i wanted uh so i went to the next day uh family was there uh we we're at a place called doubled eagle it's kind of a little sports bar uh one of where one of my other buddies from violent got drafted uh to the, from the rams uh so we kind of just I followed his his footsteps and went to the same place and just was waiting for the call and, and When I got it stepped outside, it was it was crazy. Uh, coach Reed was actually was I alive and I I heard him say go someone uh, I believe they said we're gonna turn your ticket and and you know turn the TV on So I was so excited. I put the phone in my pocket mind I didn't even, didn't even know I, I didn't even hang up and coach was still on the phone <laughs> 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 And everybody was just screaming coach like wow like <laughs> I can't even hear you just screaming. So definitely a blessing. Uh, I'm blessed to be here and, and ready to take advantage of the opportunity. What do you think about Kansas City before you got here? And, and now that you're here, to meet those expectations? I'm used to play with them a lot on the game, especially Patrick Mahomes, um, Tyreek Hill. So, you know, just using those guys, uh, looking up to them, watching them, and being in the shoes like they were uh, when they were a rookie. Um, Just taking it uh, day by day and for me to execute when I have the opportunity out there on the field, wherever it is, whatever position to help the team win. You said you
0: thought you were going to be a third round
4: guy. You carry a chip on your shoulder now? Definitely do. Always carry the chip, you know, from Rutgers. We got a lot of people that, you know, hates Rutgers, but me, uh, I'm a New Jersey guy. I bleed, bleed sweat and, you know, tears. Uh, New Jersey, I got it tatted on me. It says, go hard or go home. Uh, you got New Jersey here, the Scarlet Knight and my Violent High School logo. So I'm a Jersey guy and, you know, for me to be here in Kansas to represent New Jersey, I'm gonna do it to the best ability I can. You said you're the your
2: youngest one to do it, feel like Pat Mahomes,
4: what made you say that? Um, there was a song, <laughs> 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 there was a song and uh, one of the rappers, he was saying, uh, you know, talking about Pat Mahomes and, and stuff like that. And for me to know, actually feel like I'm actually about to be in the situation to, to play with him and, and protect him. Uh, for me to just, you know, just be in the position I am, just take advantage of it and go block my behind off for of Patrick. <coughs> have, you, have, you any, have you had any
2: contact with uh, Clyde or uh, Ronald Jones thus far? And, um, if, if not, I guess, I guess not, if not, what unique traits do you think that maybe you, you
0: could bring
4: to that? Player? Um, I haven't contacted Clyde uh, yet, but um, definitely two different types of runners. Uh, Phyllis, um, a little bit more different size than Clyde, um, so whatever I'm able to help at on the team and whatever coach wants me to do, I'm gonna do it. Um, no matter what position it is, it could be full. it could be, it don't even matter. I'm, I'm just ready to get out there and just to, to make the team. Um, it's, it's gonna be uh, exciting. That's
2: it. With playing the sport, you gotta obviously play with confidence. But for you, where does your confidence come from?
4: My confidence comes from uh, my hardships. Uh, say you know, losing two siblings and you know people don't really go through that uh, nowadays and for me to make it to where I'm at today and you know not and look back on it um, it was a lot of hard work done and um, you know I just leaned on my mother and my parents for them to guide me um, to make my sister and my brother proud looking up on me looking down on me so for me to just go out there and play hard for them um, and my family um, I'm gonna do so
0: Finally, today we'll hear from wide receiver Sky Moore from Western Michigan. He was a second round pick, number 54 overall, and I enjoyed what he said about the Chiefs' playbook. Sky, what do you think you bring maybe to the receiving room here that
2: uh, maybe they didn't have before you came? Uh, I feel like the receiving room that I'm walking into had about everything that, you know, but uh, I feel like I bring versatility and just another playmaker. Sky, how's
0: your your hamstring feeling, and do you think that's going to be a problem? No, nah.
2: Nah, I feel like I, it's getting better, and it's in, in minor hamstring tweak. I'm just working with Rick right now, and um, I'm going to be back soon. Scott, I see uh, your teammate here. Your teammate Josh Nunley is also here. So, uh, Bryce. Bryce Nunley. Yeah. Bryce Nunley, okay. Oh, but what does that mean, just to have somebody familiar with you going to camp? It means a lot. Like, I I talked to them. It's Bryce Nunley and Mike Caliendo. So, we're we're Western Michigan is well represented in the camp. So, I, it's just happy to get back on the field with those guys.
0: What are you learning about the
3: playbook so far and you know, how you feel you mesh mesh into this system?
2: I feel like this is the best system for me. And the playbook is, is you know, you, I've, I've figured out, like, you can't really stop our playbook. You know, it's just something. It's just everything about their plays just is a way for us to attack the defense in every type of way. You said before that you studied Stephon D. Yeah, uh, yeah. And a surprised that you've been for to um. no, nah, I don't. I don't think so. He's a good football player. I like. Like to think of myself as the same, and you know, he he does a lot of the things that you know I try to do. You chosen the word number twenty four. Yeah. Uh, a lot of guys, young guys at least, that, that choose that number. You know, or look at Kobe Bryant as yeah. you know one of their you know inspirations. Is that one of the reasons you chose it? Um, I'd be lying if I said it was. But it it was it was just I wanted to. I wanted to I wanted to keep it just because that that's who I felt I, I grew into myself with this number so I'm just ride it out. With um, with, with talking to so many teams before the draft, mm-hmm. is there something that you specifically wanted the Chiefs to know about you when you talked with them? Uh, for uh, not just specifically the Chiefs, but just every football every team in the league, just to know that I'm a consistent player, I'm a I'm a worker, and I'm gonna do whatever the team needs to win. Any conversations with Pat so far? I know you sort of shared how excited you were when he yeah. drafted that time. Um, yeah, we we had a couple conversations just about uh coming in here, getting getting the playbook down and taking the mental reps and you know, doing everything I can to, you know, help me and set me up for the next step.
0: What expectations do you have for yourself as a rookie?
2: Yeah. Uh really I just wanna come in here and just carve my role out and do whatever the team needs for me to do so we can go get that next Super Bowl.
0: What do you see as the
2: biggest learning curve in the NFL? Uh, really just just how detailed the playbook is. It is everything everything matters from your split to the to the route to the leverage of the corner It's everything. So that's that's definitely a, a you know some not new but just more amplified.
0: Not a football related question. It's yeah. Mother's Day, yeah. do you have any inspirational women in your life?
2: Yes, uh I got both of my, all of my grandmas, my my mom, and you know, even my best friend's mom. So happy Mother's Day if you guys are watching, and I love you guys. How have
0: they impacted you?
2: They just, you know, they impacted me so so much throughout the throughout my life just on all aspects, but really just how to treat women and, you know, like um just the type of the, like I look into my girl like in my girlfriend, I I uh not expect, but like I see the same things my mother do. My mother does here.
0: Watching watching the Chiefs in the past and don't you know, I mean, do you look at this and say, hey, there's things that Tyreek did that I know I can do or do you see, you know, other players or other roles that you think you fit into? Um
2: yeah, I'll just I they make plays. I just I'll try to make plays. So if if you're a playmaker I wanna do the same.
0: That'll do it for today. Thanks to our Beat KC production staff of Randy Mason, Monty Davis, Jeff Rosen, and Chris Fickett. Tip of the cap to Jesse Newell. You heard him throughout college basketball season and now the conversations will continue with the Chiefs. Today's morning sports edition was 32 pages with great stuff about the Chiefs rookie minicamp, the weekend in auto racing, baseball, the NBA and Stanley Cup playoffs, much more. Go to liveedition.kansascity.com for more information. Thanks for listening, and come back for more on Tuesday when we check in with the Royals on Sportsbeat KC.